Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Lucy. Good morning. Good morning, Ms. Diane. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning, Ms. Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Hear some muffling when we talk. You hear muffling? Yes. Sorry. No, it's not. Go ahead. I'm not, I don't have the phone close enough. I don't know. Yeah, oh, I know you're doing I'm just letting you know. Okay. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that would like to say good morning that just joined the call? Good morning, Elsie. It's Sarah. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Elsie. Good morning, family. This is Brother Dwayne. Good morning, Brother Dwayne. I can't wait to hear what you and Sarah have for us today. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning? Good morning, family. This is Prosperous Pam. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Prosperous Pam. Good morning. This is Yvette. Good morning, Yvette. Welcome to the call this morning. Happy Saturday. Nurse Nikisha. Good morning, Nurse. Good morning, Miriam. I'm sorry. Who is this, ma'am? Miriam. This is Sarah Dwayne's daughter. Oh, welcome to the call. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Anyone else that would like to say good morning? Good morning, it's Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Welcome to the call. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, it's Sister Tracy. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Welcome to the call this morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone else that just joined the call and like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Janet. Good morning, Janet. Welcome to the call this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Has anyone else joined the call this morning that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Welcome to the call this morning. Would you like to say good morning on the call?
Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Anyone else join us on the call this morning? Good morning, Elsie. It's Dee Dee. Blessings. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Sister Dee Dee. Welcome to the call this morning. Good morning, Elsie. It's Barbara from El Sobrani. Good morning. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone else that has joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that just joined the call that would like to say good morning? Okay, it's time to get started. It's time to get started. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your lines so that you can so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Elsie. I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time, to edify, empower, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so that they can be blessed, too. Be sure to join us daily in July for our monthly theme entitled Wisdom. Our wonderful and gifted declarers will definitely bless you. There is only one announcement for today. We encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. You can do so by visiting declarevictory.org, paypal.me slash declarevictory, or cash app, dollar sign I declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. There are no prayer requests submitted on the app today. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Sarah. The declaration will be brought to you by Dwayne and Sarah. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarers, Dwayne and Sarah. Again, the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Sarah. The declaration will be brought to you by Dwayne and Sarah. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarers, Dwayne and Sarah. The scripture for today is from Proverbs 14.1. The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hand, the foolish one tears her down. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to our prayer warrior. Have a blessed day, everyone. Thank you, Elsie. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you woke us up. We're here. We're ready. 
We want to hear from you, God. We just thank you, Jesus, that you're present with us. Lord, that you um, you have full intention of us to to uh, of downloading wisdom to us this morning. Lord, we're here at your feet, God. Each and every one of us are just sitting here, God, and we want to hear a word, not from Dwayne or Sarah, but from your your throne room. Lord, we just enter the gates with thanksgiving and the courts with praise this morning, Father God, as we as we want to be in the throne room. We're, we just we just want to be your kids. We are just going to receive. We're going to sit at the feet of our dad, and we're going to listen, and we're going to receive what you have for us to understand this morning, God. Lord, we, we seek after godly wisdom this morning. Lord, we ask, we, uh, while we're getting wisdom, we're going to get understanding. And Lord, we're we're coming to you with a heart that's full of information that the world has given us and the things that the that's concerning us, Lord, we know are concerning you. And as your ambassadors, we ask, we beseech you, Father, that you give us the wisdom of heaven. And you give us the kingdom understanding to bring heaven to earth. Lord, our dad in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done right here on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation. Lord, we just thank you, God, that we can come to you just like that, that simple prayer, giving you glory and honor and and asking all all of those points in in your prayer, Father God, the Father's prayer are simple and yet profound. Lord, we ask, we come before your throne, and we ask you, Lord, that to bring healing to sick bodies. For each person being affected physically, spiritually, emotionally, and mentally by COVID. Rather, they're in a hospital and sick with, the, with COVID, or they're being affected through loved ones or just what's happening around them. Even those that are having a hard time being at home with the stay-at-home order, Lord, I think of all of the people with um, loved ones caring for for those with special needs, or a, a senior, or someone already who needs who needs lots of medical attention. Lord, it's not easy. I pray for each person. In each circumstance, Father, that you would, your presence would engulf them this morning and, and beyond, God, because, Lord, the enemy comes in like a flood.
but the spirit of the Lord sets up a standard against him. And Lord, we're asking that you would help us as your kids set a standard and expectation in this earth of what of heaven. And that everything under heaven will come into order. Lord, we ask, I ask, we ask for you to engulf and wrap your arms around each husband and each wife. Lord, there's husbands and wives that are really getting to know each other right now. And the enemy wants to come in and cause destruction and wants to break marriages, wants to cause dissension. And Lord, we ask you that you would bind marriages with your holy presence. And Lord, marriage is made for holiness. We our our marriages even in all of the dysfunction that we work through God is only to make us holier so I pray Father God for marriages I pray for broken marriages I I pray for uh, misconceptions miscommunication Father God and I pray for your holy presence to be in the midst of the man and woman and family I pray for the children affected by marriages that are broken, God. I pray for the children who are watching everything happen between their their mom and dad and who don't know what to do. And so, Lord, I pray you break the cycle of dysfunction and families. Lord, we need to get wisdom. We're raising up a generation. We need to get wisdom. We need to be at your throne. We need to be in your presence. We need to seek your will in our lives, God. You never fail us. You're fully righteous. You will guide each and every step. We just have to surrender our will and our way to a holy God who knows exactly what to do. Even in the midst of chaos, we cannot focus on the storm. We must focus on our Jesus. So I just thank you, Father God, that even in the midst of everything that we've been experiencing this past since four or five months now, God, I pray Lord, that you would help us to be thankful for how faithful you have been in our lives. Lord, when everything crisis happens, it's so easy for us to focus on the crisis instead of focusing on Christ. And I pray, Lord, that we will learn how to focus on Christ. Jesus, the one who rules and reigns over sin and disease and sickness and who's defeated death on the cross, Lord. The only thing that needs to be put to death right now, Father, is our pride, Lord, our will. We need to put ourselves our flesh on that cross, Lord, and we need to let Jesus take over. So we thank you, Father, for being faithful to us, for guiding us, 
for directing our steps, for being present, for helping us learn how to be an answer to a solution in this earth, for showing us how we were born for such a time as this, that you've raised us up, you've equipped us for such a time as this, and you're teaching us. So I pray, Father God, that as we could begin to unmute our phones and give you praise, that you would just come in and you would help us to praise you and worship you you, and adore you, Father God. We thank you, Lord. We worship you. You are worthy to be praised. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for my family. Thank you for my church. Thank you for my community, Father God. Thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm 
unreal. She has this, um, she just has this beautiful heart, and I can't wait for her to join us. We'll bring her in on a few things this morning, um, because how how many of you just, just you know mentally raise your hand, um, really believe that God wants our kids to use their voice, like. I think I think that we picked up a lot of stinking thinking growing up, you know, that kids were not allowed to speak unless they were been spoken to. Um, that's I just, just stinking thinking. What we need to do is we need to raise our kids in such a fashion that they know who their daddy is, meaning not just their earthly father, but their heavenly father, and teach them and equip them to hear the voice of the father so that they can apply. We're raising up a generation, folks, where we need to teach our kids how to hear the voice of God. And if we can't teach them to to hear the voice of their dad, whose voice will they hear? There's a lot of voices out there. And I'm I, we've been processing with our kids because they get on their social media and they're hearing a lot of stuff, rather it be from the political realm. I mean, if they're, if they're uh, tapped into the music genres, they all have voices. There's a lot of people using their voice, and not probably not one single one is actually getting uh, in, insider intel from the heavens, the courtrooms of heaven. So if we don't teach them where to get it, who's going who's gonna to run our country? Who's going to be our leaders? Who's going to run our churches? Who's going to, honestly, God is raising up a leadership in our children, and we are called to help them. So that's just my little spout this morning about kids um, and uh, giving them voices. But um, we're going to get started. <laughs> um, and we'll, bre- we'll bring our daughter Miriam in. Um, on some things because God has given her a wisdom, and it's just great to hear from that um, generation, and um, and just it's it's just good to get a fresh, um, innocent view and perspective um, from from that generation. So, honey, do you want to get us started? Um, I just want to uh, say I'm grateful for. Uh, just administration on putting, you know, declare, declare victory. Just uh, it crosses, you know, being the, this airway, this, uh, I don't know, association, if you would, um, crosses uh, church building, you know, grounds, crosses across uh, denominations, um, age groupings, uh, you know, races. Um, zip codes, it, it really is, this is an example of just church, the unified capital C church, the kingdom. Um, and I'm grateful for uh, being part of it. I'm grateful that we are able to come and share. Um, but just there was a lot of kingdom wisdom that was brought into how to do this, how to bring it together. Um, and, and I'm grateful for that. And we'll speak on, I think, some of that as we go in our discussion. Um but really today is, uh, you know, this is kind of just going to be a family discussion and you're all invited um, to come in and, 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 and listen in and be a part of it as well. Um, there, I think there is somebody still uh, needs to mute if you can just check your mind and 
uh, pushed me to, to keep the dignity of the call. Um, and so really to start off, there's a, there's a lot of things that the, the world, and especially on the influence uh, of Satan, our enemy, there's a lot of things the world will say to get, you know, get money, get, get, get things, um, get clout and, and prestige, um, get for number one, um, even get now, you know, get knowledge, you know, go to school, pull up, get, get puffed. And, and, the, and the word even like does warn even knowledge in and of itself without wisdom, like can bring, can make you puff, can puff you up. There's a lot of things that the world will say to go get. Kids are hearing all the time the, the latest fad and fashion, um, and even everything can make. But without wisdom, all those things are destructive. Any what quote unquote good thing that the world is saying you need to go get in order to bring yourself up, make yourself stand out. There's good within it. There's truth in uh, in the scope in all those things. But without wisdom. They could actually crush you and destroy you. The, the Bible will say, like, if you're going to get anything, get wisdom. Get Jesus and get wisdom. Um, the, in Proverbs 120, uh, chapter 1, verse 20 through 22, it says, wisdom, wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice at the head of the noisy streets. She cries out at the entrance of the city gate. She speaks, how long, oh, simple ones, will you love being simple? Like wisdom is crying out, like I'm here, come grab me up, you know, help me, you know, help me help you. But we're so busy a lot of times just gathering knowledge. Like right now in the midst of everything that's going on, people are getting, um, you know, getting the, the, the ratios and the numbers and the quotes and, and, and everything to make the next person wrong and show how much I know. But there's not a whole lot of wisdom and understanding going with it to the full extent, not, not in a godly sense, not in a kingdom sense. And it's causing rifts and destructions and, and we're separating. You know, wisdom on the one hand would bring us together. I mean, godly wisdom, you would imagine. If I'm, you know... If, I think the thought is, if I spit truth to you, then you'll understand how right I am, and you'll just come on board with me. And that's not always comes out. I mean, you can say a lot of truth and a lot of facts and display a lot of knowledge, but if you're not using wisdom in it, it could do a lot of damage opposite of what you're intending it to do. Um, and I want to go back to, you know, what is wisdom? How do you get it? Last time we spoke a couple of weeks ago, Proverbs 4, 5, 6, and 7, it says, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or truth away from them. Um, do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over, over you. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Um, cherish her and she will exalt you. Embrace her and she will honor you. 
She will give you a garland to grace your head and uh, present you with a gracious crown or with a glorious crown. Um, there's a lot to take in. But, I mean, if you want wisdom, do this. Get wisdom. And who do you get it from? You just get it from the source. There's some simple truths and some simple ways of saying, you know, how how do I obtain wisdom? How, you know, if, if it's such a great thing to get, how do I do it? The first and foremost is being wise enough to just ask for it. But that takes some steps to just be like, okay, I'm, I, you have to understand, I don't know it all and I don't know everything. So how do we go there? Well, you know, what's interesting too is when you, it's like when you said you just ask for it, but then the next step is to listen for the answer. <laughs> you know, like, like we can ask, I know people are asking on their way to work, on the way back, but finding that time in our secret place to actually listen for the answer is really important. It's kind of like, you know, when God gives you a dream or it's like, a, you know, our dreams are like parables. So our dreams, are, if you don't know already, Dwayne and I love to talk about dreams because God speaks through them. It's all over the word of God about um, speaking in dreams. And it says, you know, that especially in these, these um, latter days that he's going to give old men dreams and visions and young men dreams and visions. And so, like, uh, he got, he likes to speak through our dreams. Well, um, I know, I, God and I have this, like, really interesting relationship. Um, he will give me a dream, and I'll say, oh, Lord, um, could you speak to me in plain English? And he says, no, it's a parable. You need to go, like, get revelation, get wisdom, get understanding. <laughs> Why? Because... He enjoys that relationship, that intimacy of me sitting down and really dissecting that dream and asking him for revelation for every part of it. And he's always been so good at giving me that revelation when I not only ask for it, but then I listen and the Holy Spirit will then put the pieces together. And so I thought that was a good point that you made about asking for wisdom, because that's what the word tells us to do. Amen. Um, there, yeah, I mean, step number one, you have to be willing to know going to the source and simply uh, letting yourself understand, I, you know, I don't know it. I'm not just born with it. I have to go and reach for it. Um, the fear of God, you know, in and of itself really brings the beginning uh, of knowledge to understand that he is our creator. He is uh, the wisest you can find possible. He's the one that you have to actually go and get it from. You have to desire it um, above all things. Go ahead. Huh? Well, I hope I'm not jumping ahead, but I usually do sometimes. So that happens. But um I think that when I hear get wisdom, and I don't know about you, Miriam, but when when I hear about get wisdom, it sounds kind of complicated to me. Like, <laughs> it's, you know, ever hear where someone says, well, just, you know, just go get this and it'll fix everything. And you're like, okay, so what, what's the process of that again? <laughs> you know, like, um, 
all the time at work, you know, some I'll say, oh, you know, you need this fixed. And somebody say, well, we'll just go to the store and get this. But then the application of how to put it together and, and make it work, I didn't understand that. So um, I was asking the Lord about that, and I was just sitting there, and he and he was telling me that it's not complicated. Wisdom, to get wisdom, is not complicated. And I got one phrase in my brain, and it was, wisdom is humility. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was all I heard for this, for really this week's teach. And so I began to look it up, and it's like all over the word of God. And uh, I, did you read Proverbs 11.2? Not yet. So uh, Proverbs 11.2 says, when pride comes, Boiling up with an arrogant attitude, this is the amplified version, of self-importance, then come dishonor and shame. But with the humble, the teachable, who have been chiseled by trial, oh gosh. <laughs> that hit hard. And who have learned to walk humbly with their God, there is wisdom and soundness of mind. Um, I feel like I've learned this over and over again. Um, a few, uh, I would say like, you know, about four years ago, the Lord showed me that I carried pride around with me. And probably if you ask people, they would be like, no, you're not prideful. But I kept making a lot of choices out of, not feeling safe or secure or protected, um, not trusting a heavenly father, putting my trust in other people or my husband. And so I would just make a choice. Oh, my gosh, this, this verse is the exact on target of what happened. Um, everything came crumbling down. Any time I would just say, well, you're not doing what I think you should be doing, so I'm going to just go ahead and make this choice and do it. That was so prideful. It was saying that my, <laughs> first it was super degrading to my husband to say, you're not doing what I think you should be doing, so I'm just going to make this choice. Um, it's not trusting, it wasn't trusting my Heavenly Father. And it was prideful. And it all came crumbling down, and the Lord is like, you know, he'll let us do things just so we can see our own demise. But now, I mean, thank God that he chiseled out my my life by trial for, for, for real. Um, you, when he chisels you um, by trial, um, you're going to walk humbly. It's like when the when the Lord when it talks about Jesus going leaving the ninety nine to get the one. He gets the one and he breaks its legs and carries it around and nurses it back to health just so that sheep will learn how to stay close to him. And um and to you know, to know his voice, to know his smell, to know Man, he had to do that to break pride in me because pride is, I mean, I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people out there operating in this, in this pride. Um, 
And there's another verse that I wanted to share, James 3, 13 through 17. And uh, it says, who among you is wise and intelligent? Let him by his good conduct show his good deeds with the gentleness and humility of true wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and as a result, be in defiance of the truth. This superficial wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but is earthly, secular, natural, unspiritual, even demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder, unrest, rebellion, and every evil thing and morally degrading practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, morally and spiritually undefiled, then peace-loving, courteous, considerate, gentle, reasonable, and willing to listen, full of compassion and good fruits. It is unwavering without self-righteous hypocrisy and self-serving guile. Um, It's really hard to admit to ourselves when we operate in pride and and the enemy will do everything in his power to blind ourselves from pride um i think where my brain went with the wisdom as humility was what the lord's kind of been showing this is my own personal revelation i'm really kind of just being a little vulnerable was sharing something that the lord had showed me yet recently um the Lord kind of took me out of some ministries. Now, I wasn't, it wasn't like, there was no ill manner around it. It was, I wasn't doing anything wrong. It was just, he took me out of some particular ministries. And I, you know, most of you, some of you know our story where God, he, he uh, planted us in Arizona uh, almost two years ago to help assist in a church plant. And my thoughts and ideas of what God was calling, you know, our whole family, but really myself too, in ministry was um, kind of, has kind of really been a waver. I was like, it's like I had no clue. I thought I had a clue of what he was calling me specifically to do in ministry out here. But um, he's kind of blew, blew that up. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't understand. I, I'm the kind of person that's like, I can do all the things, you know. I can be in women's ministry, prophetic ministry. I could do it all. Like, I, I, the Lord has given me a skill to multitask. It's one of the reasons why I'm an activity director. Like, I can do all the things, right? But um, he asked me to do all the things. And in fact, He's taken me out of all the things. And I'm like, what is happening? I don't understand. And so one day I'm brushing my teeth. I'm having like an inner conversation with the father. And I'm like, um, Lord, I, um, I, don't under- I don't understand. I like, I want to do all the things. He's like, you're doing them at work. Well, I know, I know. But I mean, ministry. He's like, that's your ministry. And I'm like, oh, Okay. But then he begins to give me revelation. And he says, I've been, 
your whole entire life, uh, I don't know, I, we haven't told you all of our story, but we've lived in Ohio, Pennsylvania, um, California, now Arizona, and it's like he plants us somewhere, and no matter what organization we are in, whether it be a church organization, a work organization, or both, he has us, I mean, I, he gave me like this aerial view of our life and what he's been doing in our life and what we've done, and he showed us that no matter where we we're at, he had us building up a foundation. And so I, he started putting all the things in place, and he's like, look, everywhere you've worked has been a new place. And you're like, I'm like, oh, you're, he's right. Like everywhere we've worked, uh, the organization or the company or the church has only been a couple years old. And um, he, it's like he would send us in there, and we would do all, do, just naturally do what God has gifted us to do and would help set a foundation. And then when, I think when that foundation was built, he would say, that's time for you to go do it again. So if, I, we, if we really look at the reality of what God's been doing in our life, that's what we do. We go, he sends us somewhere. We have no idea what the heck he wants us to do. Every single time we're like, we're here, and we have no idea what we're supposed to do, but we're just supposed to be who God created us to be. And he has us build. And then he moves us on, and he has it, and he builds it again. He said to me, he said, you don't need to do all the things. That's not your job. You're to build people to do the role that which you think you should have. Wisdom is being able to say, that's not my role. That I'm, my role is to build others up to take my role. And I was like, oh, dang, like, that means I have to surrender my heart, my pride of, like, this is what I'm supposed to do in ministry. This is what I'm supposed to, this is what my my position is. No, it's not. The Lord is saying to me, you, I'm, I want you to build others up for my kingdom purposes because they're my leaders. And I'm like, dang, like, I, I could be getting in the way of other people's promotions. Because of pride. And then he says to me, no, my sister, you're a leader of leaders. Well, I would never have gotten that revelation if I was stuck in my pride of not being willing to let go of the things I felt in my mind that I was supposed to be operating in. That's good stuff. That's 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 good stuff right there. Um, yeah, there's a couple of things. I think the uh, you know in the beginning. So for one, there's uh, the fear of the Lord. Proverbs one seven: The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. If you're so puffed up that you're holding on to your own stuff or the way you think it should go down, you miss you completely miss miss the mark. Um, that's actually really good. I don't know if you wrote this first down, Hen. Um, it's in um, James. <clears throat> Pull it up right now. James 1 5. What did you say? James 3 13 3 17. And the, the caption, I guess it's the caption of the summary of this passage is knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Huh. I mean, that was like, I should have got that like <laughs> a long time ago. Like, uh, I, I mean, to be honest, to be transparent, 
I don't know how many times I was so uncomfortable and frustrated in my roles, no matter where I was at, because I was like, I should be, I should, you know, I would, I actually was like, I mean, I started working on my master's just because I thought I needed to have a certain role um, <clears throat> in leadership um, because I don't, I feel like I, I don't, I'm, I'm so, I honestly, I'm so transformed right now. I don't even remember the whole reason, but it was not of God. It was just wanting power. It was wanting to be acknowledged. It had a lot to do with my insecurity. I wanted attention, right? But the Lord was like, um, <laughs> always so gracious to keep me kind of on a leash. Um, but James 3, 13 through 17, the Amplified Version says, uh, now about food sacrifice to idols, we know that we, ha- we, ha- we all have knowledge concerning this. Knowledge alone makes people people self-righteously arrogant, but love that unselfishly seeks the best for others. Let's just think about that for a minute. Are you promoting people around you? What if they, what if they get promoted and you don't? Are we loving them and building them up anyways? What if you build them up and they get famous <laughs> and you don't? Ooh, that's unselfish, right? It builds up and encourages others to grow in wisdom. That is humility. That is wisdom. What if that's your calling? What if your calling is purely to build people up and watch them get promoted and cheer them on? That's a constant self-sacrifice. Um, getting a promotion from God doesn't, sometimes doesn't, you don't see it in the natural or, or feel like it. His, how he views us and sees us, it, you know, he sees us like rock stars, but how we view and see us is different. I, I guarantee the rock stars that we don't always see are in those hospitals tending to people right now. Unselfishly building, encouraging, and loving people around them. Wisdom is unselfishness, and wisdom is humility. Miriam, I feel like the Lord gave you some insight on wisdom. What did he tell you? Um... Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. So I did get some insight last night when I was thinking about just the wisdom. I asked the Lord for wisdom, and he led me to some verses. Um, First, he led me to the story about Solomon, 13.3. I'm going to pull it up. In case you're hopping on right now, this is our daughter, Miriam, and she's 15. So basically, what I learned from reading this passage is that Solomon, he... His father before him 
uh, established a relationship with the Lord, and Solomon became the king of that of where Jubion? Jerusalem, and um, God told him that he should ask what I shall give you. So Solomon had the ability to ask for anything at all, because God says, "Ask me." what you like ask me what you want and I shall I will give it to you if you're humble enough and instead of asking for riches and power and all of that Solomon asked for wisdom he asked to be able to have the wisdom to look over his people like his father had and the Lord looked at that and he he was um he was very odd at the fact that Solomon wouldn't just ask for riches and stuff, so he did give him wisdom. And the wisdom that he gave him was wisdom to rule over his country. And then he had one specific um, moment where he used the good judgment he had in a moment with the two prostitutes, right? And they both had babies. And one of them was killed in the night, but he was able to to realize that the woman that was baby was still alive was the one who really longed for her son. And um, I realized that um, in this day and time, it's a lot easier for us to lean on the knowledge that we retain from our experiences and based on our opinions and personal preferences and our good judgment, but if we're not using that wisdom with the Father's heart in mind and based on what he means for us to share, then we're being blinded with our own understanding and our one-sided experiences. We're not thinking about where his heart is at in that moment. And um, I just realized that, like, I've seen and what I've noticed is everything that is going on, it's really hard to find the wisdom to be able to speak up about what's going on in the world, uh, personally for me, because when I hear about all these topics, like just in social media, like police brutality and the Black Lives Matter movement and LGBTQ community and COVID and government and politics and human trafficking and everything, it's really easy for me to form opinions and principles in my mind. Um, but no matter how much information and facts that I get from other sources, it just, I can accumulate and try to get an understanding, but without the Lord, it's not wisdom. It's just facts. And I could be gathering the wrong facts because I'm only thinking of my perspective instead of every, like everyone's perspective. We all have different perspectives on where our heart is at. And, if I don't stop and listen to the Lord and ask him for the wisdom of like Solomon, then I'm unable to like truly gain the wisdom I need to speak up about these topics and issues that are occurring. Um, when I stop and actually listen to God and ask him to show me what he sees in the world, he sees a lot of hurting people. He sees a lot of broken hearts, people that are mistreated and overlooked, misunderstood, people that that are just 
oh goodness, people that identities are broken or stolen from the enemy, and his heart aches for those people, and he knows how the hurt of these people and how painful it is and what they're going through, and everybody has their own pain and hurt and things that they're going through, um, and there are a lot of people that are right now trying to speak up about the hurt that they're going through. Um, that's when our hearts, though, when we're only thinking about our hurt, our hearts can become hard to to the Lord and not being able to receive that wisdom that we need in the moment. And in order to get our point across to other people, we have to really ask the Lord for that wisdom to because we can speak our truth and our and not from our perspective, but if we're not able to listen to others, they're not going to learn either because they have a perspective too. And in order to get the understanding, you have to look at the other people's perspectives. Um, for me, it in this time, it was really hard to speak up about specifically the um, Black Lives Matter movement because I am mixed. My father is black and my mom's also black, but she's white too. And I feel that it was hard for me to speak up because I wasn't fully black and I wasn't fully white. Um, and I felt like being a part white, being part white meant that I had to like take on that burden of all those people that were white and hurting black individuals and not treating them right or fairly. And Something else I also struggled to try to understand was the fact that people were saying not to say all lives matter. Um, what I learned though, when I asked the Lord for wisdom, is that in his eyes, he sees that everybody matters. He loves all his people. And the common goal is for us to reach a point where we are loving on everyone and treating them equally. Um, but it's, it's important to be speaking up about it and standing up for those that are minorities. And I realize I'm, I am blessed to be in a position where I'm not on one side because God doesn't choose sides. He loves his children and he stands for justice and peace and equality and love. And I am blessed to be mixed. So God was able to show me that I don't have to choose a side when it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement or anything going on in the world. I just need to speak up for those that are in need of help um, for his people. I need to be a voice that speaks up for those minorities, um, which also means being able to listen to those who don't have the wisdom or understanding and pushing them to go to the Lord for the wisdom. Um, and the same goes for all these situations and everything going on in the world. And instead of choosing sides, I need to choose love and lean on God's understanding and wisdom. Um, and one of the definitions I looked up when looking up wisdom was that the body of knowledge and principles that developed within a specific society and period. Um, and that is what is going on right now. Like in order to get that knowledge for what is happening right now, we have to lean on the Lord because he's the only one that has the true knowledge and wisdom that we need. And um, 
in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 2, it says, Sorry, I'm trying to look it up. We're, we're having a proud parent moment <laughs> right now. Got a little bit proud of how God is using Miriam right now. So go ahead. Is that for her? Yeah, yeah I thought um, it. says, my son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth, comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equality, every good path. Wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech, who forsake the path of uprightness, to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. And if you go to verse 20, it says, so you will walk in the way of the good and keep to the path of the righteousness, to the righteous. For the upright will inhabit the land and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. Well, I don't think we have any more preaching that needs to be done. Miriam, I I first want to thank you for being transparent and really sharing your heart. Um, A lot of what you brought up, a lot of people are asking those questions. A lot of the, a lot of people are processing um, our social um, climate, you know. And <clears throat> I just appreciate you um, sharing how you are processing, and it's really inspiring to me as your mom, but just in general as a human to hear how you're you're taking everything that's being. Um, that's going on right now and you're taking it to the father and you're seeking wisdom. And I know that because, because you come to him with your questions that he's going and he, it sounds like he already is working on and ha- and helping you process um, where his heart is. And, um, and you were talking about how it's so important for us to have that godly wisdom and perspective, his perspective um, versus our perspective, which could be tainted um, because of um, hurt or offense or bitterness 
um, there's a lot of people who've been hurt by people. People hurt people, right? And so if we were to listen to the people, we are maybe not going to be hearing it from the right perspective. But if we listened to the heart of God, and what was interesting when you were talking that when you went to the when you went to the Heavenly Father, that He was saying, "I see all the people, and I see them hurting." And I want you to listen and listen to their perspective. Isn't that interesting? He actually asked you to listen to the perspective, but not so that you can apply it to yourself, but listen to their perspective so you can hear their hurt and where it's coming from so that you can understand and get wisdom from the Heavenly Father how to love the people. I love it. I love every part of that um, because that's really what, it's, you know, they say that we, when we listen to people, like a lot of times when someone is talking, we're already thinking about how we want to respond to that person and we totally miss what they're saying because we're not listening. I wonder how many times we do that with a father. Like we're coming to the father. We, are, we already have what we want to say, but he's speaking, but we're missing it because we're not listening. He has a perspective too. He has a perspective of how he wants us to, to respond to everything going on around us. You have anything you want to share, Ben? A lot of things are coming in when Miriam was talking, um, and there was there's a lot of golden nuggets. There was a lot of wisdom in that. Uh, we we talked earlier. We were like, you know, what are the young people, you know, in the Word in the Bible that show and. Um, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel. Daniel was much older than they were, but they were young. I mean, when, when Nebuchadnezzar was going to throw them into the fire, they were somewhere between, uh, especially, you know, uh, people said they're somewhere between 10 and 30 years old. So they could have been anywhere from, like, you know, basically babies to just starting to get the understanding in the world. And even before that, they were even younger when they were like, we won't eat of the king's meat, but we will fast and rely on the strength of our Heavenly Father to carry us through. There was wisdom even at early age. But the wisdom was simple. It was just, we're just going to turn to God. They weren't like throwing, spitting out what they know and how good this was going to happen, whatever. It was just, we just trust God. At, they, were, they were wise enough to know, we don't know much, but we know God. And we're just going to stand on that. He'll have to take care of the rest of it because we don't have a game plan. We're just going to be obedient. Um, in our personal experience, we've seen where the Lord will show, you know, whether it be in dreams, visions, what have you, what I see you as and who you are and what you're going to be. And a lot of times I think we're like, oh, okay, so this time next month, I'm going to hit that, right? That's where I'm going to be at. Like, okay, you've seen, you've shown me what you, what I'm going to be. And so I expect it to happen really, really quick. Um, Joseph, you know, the Bible has shown a vision of his brothers are going to bow to him. His own mother and father are going to bow to him. To him. He's going to be this great thing. And he's just blabbing it to everybody. That was a lack of wisdom. They were, he was given knowledge of what's going to, I mean, from God himself, like this is what's going to happen. And he just ran with it instead of using wisdom. And so it took maturing and time to get there. And he went through a lot of hardship in the midst of that, but I think that was breaking down pride. Um, and in the midst of that, there was bitterness that was formed up. He was wronged flat out. He could have hold grudges. He even tried to get back at his brothers, 
a couple of times. He had a whole game plan. You know, I'm going to snatch up my, my new younger brother. I'm going to put my brothers in their place. Time and again, he'd have to remove himself from the area when they were before him because he was weeping, because he was just angry and he was hurt and there was pain. But his pain was a journey to free his family and his entire nation, to save an entire nation. He went through a lot of garbage. I mean, we're going to be real. He was, uh, yeah, as much as he was brought up by the Lord, somebody would tear him down or lie on him or do what have you. And so he was mistreated, no mistake. But God was like, there's a purpose in all things. And there was wisdom in there was just a purpose. Like God just had this purpose. Like you're going to, I'm going to fashion a weapon out of you and a tool out of you for my people, but you're going to have to go through some things. Just understand that. Um, and so I think in the journey, a lot of times I'm, I'm grateful Miriam brought it up because I mean, it can be touchy subject, you know, BLM and what have you, you know, Black Lives Matter. Christians have, I think we, we do have to join ourselves with the right of a movement. But we also have to be careful that no movement, no party, left, right, Democrat, no, no pol pol political thing, no inner, inner, you know, demons we struggle with or things that happen to our family, what have you. None of that trumps the kingdom of God. And so in all things, in, in the way we join, in the way we fight, in the way we stand ground, we do it for the kingdom first, period. How does God view the situation? How does God ask us to come forward and stand? How do we love and instill come up in truth? Truth is truth, and we got to bring that up, and we have to fight on the side of truth, but we have to be first and foremost, we are children of Almighty God. I am God's child, therefore I have inherent value and worth, period. Like that's got to be the message. My skin tone doesn't give me value and worth. My, my riches or status doesn't give me, my class doesn't give me status or worth. I'm valuable because I'm God's kid. You're valuable because you're God's kid. We come on equal ground because our daddy is the same one. If you don't know him, then that's a problem, obviously. But you won't know him from me if I hate on you instead of loving you. Or if I judge on you instead of love on you. Or even if you judge and do some dumb stuff to me, how do I respond? How would my father have me respond? How would my father have me live my life? Because I still have to reflect him and bring light onto him or bring bring you to him, bring this world in reflection. I'm just a reflection. We're just a reflection of him, period. What happens to this tent, this skin, this flesh, at the end of the day, is really irrelevant um, when it's all said and done. But he still finds glory and glorifies it because it's his. Like, these are his kids. We are his kids, but are we living like it? And are we reflecting him? When, when the dust settles and everything, do we reflect him? Because that's the only thing that matters at the end of the day. I think um, the other, we talked, we and, it, and maybe we'll, we'll spout in this a little bit later, but um, 
something that kind of runs alongside of wisdom and understanding and perspective is discernment. And I just want to touch a little bit on discernment, and then we we can we can wrap it up. Um, because I think that discernment is kind of like it's it's, it's taking uh, the wisdom of heaven, and it's actually a gift. A discerning of spirits is a gift, and uh, it's really important when you're talking to other people. Like all the time, it's like this this gift is kind of like a motor running. Um, because when you're talking to people, you have to understand that they're talking from a, their their perspective. They have a lens that they're looking through, and have and the discernment is a part. The wisdom and understanding is a part of understanding that person is actually speaking through a perspective or a lens. So rather it be political, rather it be um, based on what uh, things that they've processed. We don't know where they process that from. That they process it from. Um, an experience that they've had, you know, that they, you know, <laughs> I got to tell you, there's a lot of fake news out there in the media. So, so I mean, I work with people, I mean, I still go to work. So I have lots of people that are getting their insight in, from Google. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like uh, okay, um, I'm going to take that in and I'm going to take it to the father and I'm going to let him tell me about it. But um discernment is is a key um one key tool to understanding um what you know it's we definitely want to hear what people are saying but we want to to listen with discernment of knowing where that's coming from if it lines up with the word of god and you can measure it by the word of god then you can process it through that, through the lens of scripture and his word. But if it's like not, it's like some truth from the word and maybe some from Google, probably it's a good <laughs> good time to be like, okay, um, I need to practice the gift of discernment in this situation. And the other thing too, um, I just want to put it out there. God gives um we all, by the way, we all have access to all the gifts. Um, I didn't fully understand this um, until I was in my 20s. Some, I'd went to a church and people were praying in tongues and I wanted to have tongues, but it was not happening. And I probably went up to the, I probably went up to the pastor, you know, down to the altar about five, six times. They'd push me over. I'd be laying on the ground. I'm like, okay, now I'm just staring at a ceiling. Like, what the heck? And it wasn't until I began interceding for a person that the Lord gave me the gift of tongues. But someone had said to me, and they really broke it up, like, down for me. And they just said, look, we have one Holy Spirit who has all kinds of gifts. And we have access. So we have access to Holy Spirit. We have access to the gifts. So if you want to prophesy, sister, prophesy. If you want to speak in tongues, speak in tongues. It's used, the gifts are used for the edification of the body of Christ. It's used to, to refine and equip and, and teach um, the body of Christ. That's what the gifts are for. The gifts are, are God, Jesus practiced gifts, bring healing and restoration and teaching. And so that's what we, we're all one and we can tap into that. The same comes with discernment. We can ask God for wisdom. We can ask God for discernment. We can... Uh, just understand 
that when you ask God for discernment and you walk into a place and you're feeling that spiritual environment environment, and you're like, you, walk, you go home and all of a sudden you're depressed and you weren't before because <laughs> you are, he's giving you opening up a gift, okay? He's opening up a gift and you just discerned what was going on in that spiritual atmosphere. And this is really a whole other teach. But this, <clears throat> this really coincides with wisdom. Because if you, you get wisdom, you get understanding. If you ask for discernment, you're going to get understanding <laughs> if you really do. So, like, I just this week we had someone we were meeting with um, that needed some guidance. And I said, she began to describe, I, I go to my parents' house and I feel dizzy, I feel sick, I feel nauseous. And... I don't know what's going wrong. Am I mentally ill? Am I sick? I'm like, no, you, you have a gift. It's called discernment. And you just discern the spiritual atmosphere. And then you need to first say, okay, this is not mine. And when the moment that you start to acknowledge that when you're speaking to someone and all of a sudden you start to feel the spiritual environment, you start to, at first you think, is this me? What's wrong with me? These are my demons? No, they could be other people's. And so um, you've got to say, okay, this depression, this is not my depression. As, when I started practicing that and realizing that when I walk into an, a conversation, a group of people, talking to people, and all of a sudden I'm starting to feel what they're feeling. And that's, that's exactly what happens when you start to walk into your family or friends or group, and, you, and all of a sudden whatever their hot topic is, it starts all of a sudden your emotions are starting to rise up. Some of those are not even yours. They came from the people around you, and you are coming to agreement with that thing when you start to receive that feeling as your own. So I'm just saying <clears throat> wisdom is realizing that not at, when you go into a, a conversation with another person, they could be speaking from a perspective that's not filtered with Holy Spirit and then you, before you know it, you are joining in a, an agreement with something that is could be demonic. So having discernment, that gift alongside of wisdom, is really a good key revelation of understanding what's actually happening when you have those conversations with another person, a family member, a group, even a community, sometimes even church communities, um, that... Um, that have not went to the throne room to get the, the wisdom from heaven. <clears throat> so anyways, um, I hope you enjoyed this little um, sit-down uh, talk with um, our family. And um, we, we definitely love you, uh, every single one of you. Um, I just want to say, if anybody joined the call, if you want to um, unmute your phone and say hello, we'd love to hear from you. So Good morning. A, good morning. Hi, Sarah, um, uh, Dwayne, and Miriam. Oh, my God, this is Geraldine. And morning, I can Geraldine. barely, I, I, love your, I love your mother, Dwayne. I just love your mom. And Miriam, you just remind me of your grandmother. And that is such an honor to, to have that type of same wisdom as a young lady and have that wisdom of grandma. So ask her her middle I name. Felt, oh, <laughs> is that her? She's named after her grandmother. Yes, ma'am. 
Uh, yep, I knew. I, I just knew something. I knew something. No, I'm just saying the Holy Spirit is so real. And you're right uh, about discernment. Uh, such a, a a time in our life uh, right now. This is the time where I believe that the saints of God, no matter what color we are, that if we don't look at the out, we we have to color outside the lines. And we choose our battles. That's good. And I am so honored to be uh, an African-American woman. Um, many, many years of, uh, of, of traveling. And, and I was one of the ones like uh, my uh, sister Sarah. Sarah, we, I was a, a one that traveled with churches, pop-up ministry. You know, people are like, she just joined every church. She just goes every. Well, you know, when you're multi, um, like you said, you have just, you can multitask. And I can multitask and do many things and get the job done. And that's what the Lord is looking for. He needs some multitaskers in the ministry and not, um, we, you know, I used to want to go to um, San Francisco and go to the ball game or to the ballpark. And I remember we used to sing a song, we need a pitcher and not a belly itcher. So that's what we need this morning is to to encourage one another, as uh, Miriam so eloquently uh, put it this morning, how she have to, you know, you don't have to make a choice of what color you are. <laughs> God made us just the way he made us. And, and that's just that. The bottom line is we didn't have a choice. He was our first choice, and I'm so honored to, this morning to sit in on your family um, worship hour. This is uh, such a, a good time for us as people to be the that different uh, light that's shining differently, and that we won't uh, go in on every little note. It's okay for us to share some of our thoughts, but really... I, I'm at this point in my life. I'm so over a lot of things that causes us to get stuck in the rut, and we we're stuck in the mud, and we just got to keep moving. Uh, this uh, the vision. Uh, thank you for opening that up this morning, and all of the hours that you all your Saturday mornings are phenomenal, uh, uh, and also for Miss Elsie uh, who came in and prayed this morning. We, we 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 just we're a team, we're a family. Thank you for always encouraging us. Thank you for your dreams, uh the dream uh the dreams that you all interpret and, and and things that we as people are always in constant, you know, reminder of who we are. Just keep us uh staying focused. Thank you for your family and thank you for sharing your family with Declare Victory on this morning as you all have uh, been for the last few years that you've been coming on. Thank you so much. Great word. Good morning. This is Priscilla. I just want to say um, thank you so much for your teaching um, and the love that you have for God's people and God, God's word. Thank you for just touching my heart this morning with this um, teaching. Uh, showing your family and um, uh, that pr sharing that proud uh, moment with us, <laughs> um, and 
you really did uh, share some insight into wisdom and looking at it in a, another perspective um, in God's infinite way. And um, I love uh, how you explain that with love um, and discernment. Um, and so I really do appreciate it. It really did um, shed some light on some things for me and uh, open some doors for understanding. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Good morning. This is Noella. <laughs> oh, Miriam, I'm so proud of you, Miriam. I guess I have to come to you for some teaching now. I have to come to you for some lessons, huh? So proud of you. That was uh, well done. Uh, so you guys have touched on so many subjects this morning. It's like, wow, different subjects. Anyways, uh, this world we are living in right now, it's a me-first world. That's what I've noticed. It's all about me. And we are not our brother's keeper anymore, I guess, because we can be on social media and we can put out whatever we want to put out out there because this will make me important because that's how we think. But that's not what's going to make us important. Because sometimes we put stuff out there and we didn't even use it them. And it has gotten a lot of people in trouble as well. Lots of people. But first, in everything, we have to seek wisdom and understanding. And like Sarah said, discernment. We have to have discernment with all that. We have to listen to what God is saying and we have to discern our circumstance at that moment. There's a confession I have. I kept telling my group and, you know, my different groups. I, um, when uh, this uh, virus started and they were closing down small businesses and all that going on, I had to tell my group, listen, if it wasn't for God, maybe I would be out of work right now. Because my job that I had transitioned into when I came to California, I got real tired and I go, I'm so tired of this job, I need a change. I need to go find me another job. And this was going on like last year, 2019. I just have to get out of this job. So tired. I'm going to find another job. And when the COVID-19 hit, I go, God, I know you're on my side. Because if I was still in business, I would be out of a job. I would. I, I mean, I wouldn't be earning. How would I earn my? You know, because stimulus. I understand when it gets to small businesses, they have nothing. They have to close down. Hair salons have to close down. And I'm thinking, you know, sometimes God blesses us in life. 
and we don't even recognize it. Because we so want what we want. We want what we want that we can't even recognize his provision. And we don't realize that he's providing and we should seek wisdom and understanding from him and also discern what he's trying to show us. So I just want to put it out there again, like I put it out to my group, that we have to listen to what God is saying. And like Sarah shared something earlier, that we go after what we want, because that's what we want for whatever reason. But God knows best what we need. Amen. He knows best where he wants to have us. He knows best where um, he wants us to function at different seasons. But, you know, sometimes being human, we think the other way. In the flesh, we think the other way. But this is just something I remembered and I just wanted to share. Since we are on this subject of uh, wisdom, understanding, and discernment. So you guys have blessed us this morning, as usual. When you come on, you've blessed everyone, including me. And I just wish everyone a great weekend and a happy Saturday and a happy Sunday. Have a good day, everybody. Same to you. Have a good one. Love you too, Miriam. Good morning. It's Barb out of Lodi. How's everybody? Morning, Barbara. Good morning. You guys are so awesome and amazing. I I always enjoy you guys, but your daughter just, uh, she blessed my soul this morning. I'm telling you, her anointing just came through the phone. And just brought me to tears. Come on. And she has no fear in speaking. Just so impressive. So great job, Mom and Dad. I am just feeling jump started this Saturday morning. Thank you so much and bless everyone today. Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. I I'm with Barbara out of Lodi. Um I just, I loved your teaching, but I really, when your daughter started speaking, um, Miriam is your, your name. Um, there's just something about, for me, I just learned so much from uh, people who are younger. I don't even want to say children, but, you know, young adults, children, people like that age. Um, there is such wisdom and there's such um, insight that I think sometimes the older we get, we get a little, hmm. It's not as fresh. So it was just so nice to um, hear her um, teaching. teaching. And what I really liked about um, her sharing about her perspective of being um, of both uh, an African-American parent and um, a Caucasian parent or um, being of mixed race. And um, I loved how you were talking about the perspectives of um, the all lives matter versus um, black lives matter. 
um, God's going to show you, I believe, like, because I was thinking about the same thing, like, wow, that has to be kind of a difficult situation if I came from parents of, you know, but you really don't have to pick a side. God, that's what God showed me. It's not a side picking thing. It's just more of a understanding of, um, more of an understanding of what, uh, what people go through, you know? There's some, and so I'm hearing some background noise, so I can't really hear myself talk. But I just wanted to say thank you so much for um, your share. It was wonderful. It was a blessing. And um, oh, you said something too, Sarah, that I tend to struggle with, and that's um, you said earlier on about do you sometimes see yourself like being the encourager? I find myself, I'm just a lifter up or um, encourager. I just, I get excited for people when they go for their ventures and things like that. And I do think to have relationships where they grow on to the next level. And then I'm like, well, you know what I'm saying? I know it's something God's doing because it just continues to happen on a regular, not on a regular, but since I was young, you know, I'll have relationships with people where it's for me to be the encourager to, you know, and I might not in my flesh feel like I'm getting anything out of the deal, but it's not really a deal. It's just more of that's what God has me here to do. And the the beauty of God is that we don't have to do anything. I just have to be who I am. And then he reveals it in time. Wow, that's, that's, that's why you created me to why I am the way I am. So um, I hope I'm not sounding too garbled, you guys. You guys blessed me so much today. I love your ministry and um, have a great day. Good morning. It's Nourishing Nikisha. Oh, wow. Um, your declaration or talk or teaching, it, it really blessed my soul. And it, especially when baby girl said she chooses love. Oh, my. I was in tears. It's like, you know, we get so caught up in what our, how much melanin we have. And we're not looking at God's point of view that he created all of us and that we need to choose love. And that was just. Good word. So it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful to hear just the family dynamic and to hear the love and to hear how God is just working through your family and to even like hear your mom say, well, maybe I need to come get some lessons from her as well. That was just so beautiful because right now we, we really need love right now in this time. We need God to um, have us show love to other people. And and especially when she said that uh, everyone that is acting out right now, they're hurting and if we're only thinking about our perspective and not hearing the other perspective, then we're missing out. And that was just so beautiful. That was so beautiful. And, oh, my, I need to get it together. But um, it was just beautiful. There were some other things I had wanted to say, but um, just know, just feel my heart. That was just very, very wonderful and a wonderful way to start the weekend. God bless you all. God bless you. This is Krista G. And Miriam, I just want to thank you so much um, as a young girl and as a biracial um, 
child. Um, I'm the, I am a mother of a biracial um, daughter. She's 24. She is hurting um, with this Black Lives Matter. I hurt for her with this, and she came to me um, last evening and had a real close friend um, suffer with um, some police brutality. He is currently in a hospital in Iowa, uh, was beat up pretty bad, and the cop covered it up stating that it was uh, a car accident. And you just have given me uh, encouragement on things that I can say to Sierra. Uh, she did grow up with a non-Christian father. I'm currently am married to Jeff G, who is very much a godly man. And I just have reached out to Sierra and said, you know, I don't, I don't know how you are feeling. I, you know, I don't know that part of, you know, being black and white. And I just, you know, from a white perspective, I just told her it was about love and that we just need to continue to love on each other and even love the police officer, although his actions were wrong, we still need to forgive and love him uh, and just ask for, you know, justice in a godly way. So I just thank you very much. It, it uplifted me, and I hope that this is recorded so that I can have Sierra listen to this call. So I think it'll do her some, some good. Thank you so much. Thank you. And the different sisters that have spoken, you 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 touch this family with your words, um, and and just what you the Lord was able to bring to you today, and there's um, just a lot of love. And, and sister touched on the, on the point. It's it's about in the, the day. It's about love. And it's not a when you really want to break it down. It's not even a black and white issue. It's a hate and dignity issue. It's a it's it's a matter of hate and love. That's what it boils down to. And there's a lot of hate going out all across the board. Um, and how do we respond? How does the Lord's heart want to respond to that? And it's so and it's so easy to I think it's not something about the flesh we do this black or white. Um, for some reason, I heard um, God gave me that we do it too, Christian, non-Christian, non-believer, believer. You know what I'm saying? Versus, I love how um, how your daughter and others on the phone just recognized and remembered that it's love. That's it. It's pretty simple. It seems simple, but we make it complicated. So, so. Anybody else who wants to share or say hello? Well, Father God, um, I just thank everybody that was that's on here. I thank you for this time, Father God, that you uh, just showed up. I thank you uh, for my family, 
both right here and the extended family. But um, again, this uh, declare victory is is your church uh, spread out. And so, Father, um, it is a matter of an issue of, of love and hate. Um, and just the full spectrum. We still, when when part of our family hurts, we all hurt. And we have to understand. So, like, I say it's not the, the color issue. We've, we've made it into that. It's a bigger issue of hate and, and, and dignity and, and respect and love. It's like where you are on that spectrum. But again, when one of the body, when part of the body, when part of our family hurts, we are all hurting. We have to understand that. If part of us is kept down, then we are all kept down. That's the true issue. So, Father God, I pray within each and every home represented here and as your kingdom. Father God, bottom line, help us become humble and seek wisdom. Help us get, you want wisdom? Help us get wisdom, Father God. Carry us out in peace in this weekend. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you all. Thank you all so much. Have a blessed day, everyone. Saturday. Love you all. Have a good weekend. Have a blessed day, Have a blessed day, Love you all.
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another. A living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. True. 
praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Praying 
for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Praying for our 
are you? Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Praying for our 
are you? Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Truth, 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Truth, 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another. A living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared. 